son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one and only Ramon Foster. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And Moan, Happy New Year, man. Same to you, man. Put a little bow on that right there. We survived 2021, and we're here. Thank God. You know what? We survived 2020, and 2020 was supposed to be the year (laughs) that we wouldn't mess up. Um, But that's the kind of year that it was. Um, it, it only, it only felt like it went downhill, but this is it, Moan. We're, 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 we're over the hump. I would hope so, man. Uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we'll battle tested and, and you know what? Everybody love everybody. That's all we need, man. ELE. Every in the words of Jackie Moon, everybody love everybody. We are definitely tested, if not battle tested. We have been tested and tested and tested. Yes. Uh, Moan, this is a, a special week around mm-hmm. here. It's a special week for everybody in Steelers Nation, in particular uh, those of you who've who've lived it, who've been part of it. Ben Roethlisberger uh, made clear to everybody today that this is it. This yeah. is it. He's got one more home game coming. And the first thing, the first thing I want to ask is if you know if you're going to be able to make it up because I I known for a while that he wanted you to make it. He has, man. He uh, I, I checked on him when he had COVID, and uh, we were conversating back and forth. And he was like, "Hey, I just need one promise that you'll make it to my uh my last game." I was like, "Is." What last game? <laughs> last month, the Monday night game, the last home game, and. He was just like, yeah, so he's kind of put that out there for, I guess, some close guys. It was a small leak. It kind of deaded off a little bit um, a little while back, maybe about two, three weeks ago. And um, he did kind of put that out there to some of his closest friends. And um, will I be there? No, I'm actually in a closet quarantining right now. My wife actually has had to tell me, you need to stay in one room so you're not spreading all of this around. So uh, I'm in our bedroom doing your our show, and um, you're doing okay. Right you're doing. Yeah, I'm okay. fine, man. I'm vaxxed, and I, I I got the booster too. As we're not going to go deep into that, but hey, I tell you what, my symptoms have been minimum compared to uh, what others have dealt with. So your body, your choice. But this is actually preventing me because I want to be safe towards you guys as far as coming yeah, on the plane I mean, and stuff yeah, like that. All that other stuff, and 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 that's actually, I mean, that's the right way to go about everything in terms of being honest and, 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 and making, I mean, look, you don't have to tell anybody, No, you know what I'm saying? No, you know, but <laughs> that's not exactly doing the right thing. I'm uh, watching that game, man. Um, that's going to be different. 
It's uh now I don't know if that means last game in Pittsburgh or is that's the last one he's gonna bow out. But either way, for the city of Pittsburgh, um, that's gonna be different, DK. Um, different is one way to put it. Somebody was asking me earlier today, Moan, like when was the last time the Steelers had a situation like this? And somebody brought up Troy, and I said, nah, because that was none of that was known until after the season. Yeah. You know, like Troy was struggling a little bit at times in his final season, but it's not like we thought, oh, yeah, he's done, and there was some kind of send-off or a farewell. No. Never no. happened. No, it didn't. And I'll be honest with you guys, too. Uh, and, you know, Ben trying to get Pounce back. This, you know, this 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 past season was one of the things that he said about, you know, wh- why he wanted to come back. Of course, he wanted to win and compete and everything else. But one of the, one of the things he said was, Man, I want to go out with the crowd. Last year in 2020, no, no crowd people. until yeah. late. Uh, selective road games, maybe. But the idea of empty stadium crickets. And I always ask those guys last year, how was it? You know, how was it playing in front of nobody? It's like it was the most weird thing ever. You could hear the other sideline. You, The adrenaline pump of coming out of the, the tunnel wasn't the same. A big play was celebrated only by the voices that you could hear and not by the roar of the crowd. And um, you guys have heard me say this time and time again, and you know Seven as much as anybody. Heck, he's probably helped raise some Steeler fans. No, he has raised some Steeler fans, man, as far as uh, as long as he's been in Pittsburgh. But the guy's a warrior. He wants to go out with the crowd. He It doesn't matter if he goes out on his shield or with um, his sword in his hand two feet. He's going to go out with the crowd, man. And you got to love the – the story and how it's written itself out from a young Ben to now the mature guy. And you saw all phases of that career in one place. That's rare. Did you know, you said rare. I'm going to top that. Did you know that by Ben being an 18 year NFL quarterback with the same team, that that's the longest tenure of any quarterback with one team ever, ever. I did not know that until today. I would have. Well, if you think about it, yes, Steve Young was somewhere else. Keep going. Brady Joe Montana else. ended up in Joe Kansas Montana. City. Uh, you can Johnny Unitas switch teams. You can keep going right down the line. Marino, did he ever switch? Or he was just he didn't get that many in Miami. He he, he didn't. Yeah. Okay. No, he he didn't switch teams though. No. Uh, it, but he didn't get that many in Miami. Eighteen no. in my okay. Yeah, because a, a quarterback career was really what, thirteen to fourteen years sometimes in the older, that it's older all, generation. It's all kind of changing, you know. I mean, once they used every to get beat up. Well, they also used to get counted out earlier than than now. When you see, uh, you know, when you see Peyton Manning with a noodle arm beating a, a certain team out in Denver. Uh, on his way to a Super Bowl, you think, wow, sometimes it just takes brains to get it done, you know? Yeah. Uh, but but Ben's longevity uh, and, and what he's achieved in that regard, mm-hmm. is that, Moan, his his claim to fame? What is it? Because every whenever – look, we it's stupid to debate, like, oh, is he a Hall of Fame? Of course he is. First ballot. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's, not, that's not interesting. What is interesting is how – a guy gets remembered. What's his stamp? What's his claim to fame for you? Well, the two Super Bowls is too obvious. For me, it's that warrior mentality. But if I was to put it in one word, 
is big. Big. You say Big Ben in America, you think football. It's Big Ben. He played that way. You hit him, you needed two people to hit to take him down. If he was down, he was coming back into the game. From I've seen it happen in Oakland. I've seen it happen in Cincinnati. I've seen it happen in Cleveland. I've seen it happen in Baltimore. I've seen it happen in Atlanta. I've seen it happen in Tennessee. The threat of Big Ben. So when I, when I say big, that's that's what it is. Is is that word right there? Just that's being in itself is himself. What like when you say Big Ben here, you think Steelers. You think black and gold. You think Ben Roethlisberger. That would be the one word I would have to describe him. Big. That's interesting because if you think about it, um, those those images and there's a lot of these video montages that are coming out now of guys not just hitting him and bouncing off, but sliding off. Yeah. That was the stuff that whenever you talk to Terrell Suggs and those guys, mm-hmm. and the Ravens, what would they talk about? They would talk about how they would slide off of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I also think of I, I think of it, uh, his size as it relates to his toughness. Yeah. Because I, I mentioned Suggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, Ben versus Suggs was about as good as it got for AFC North football. <laughs> but also, how many quarterbacks at their Hall of Fame induction are going to have a defensive play that gets the loudest roar from the crowd? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no doubt, man. It's, uh, He's he's painted a, a great career um, for a city that that's the way Pittsburgh is. Um, that's the way the fan base is here in Tennessee. That's the way the fan base is in, in San Diego. You take a lot of crap from a lot of fan bases, but the respect that you get from them because they know that you had a, a you have had one of the, the, the most winning programs in all of the NFL. And for the last 18 years, there's been one steady eddy amongst of them all. And that's been seven. So to have those images of Ben shedding people off of him, um, him walking back onto the stadium where fans are booing and then he comes in and win the game. Like that idea of what my expectation of a quarterback, when I tell people like it's different for me because I had a winning quarterback. I We won a whole lot of games. Like, and truth be told, we walked in the stadiums kind of cocky. You know why? Because we had Big Ben. Like the, my idea of a franchise quarterback is he's supposed to win half the games himself. <laughs> Eight of the I 16 love of, that. <laughs> or nine of the 17 now and drag everybody else along with them. Like, yeah, like that was the, the mindset. It didn't, it didn't matter if we were underdogs unless we were missing like three, four players. And even still, we were competing because seven was behind and he could make it happen. And it was unconventional. And he would shed guys off him. He would run outside the pocket. Even in his older years, he still make that chance of running down and get a first down. We saw that in the Minnesota game. We've seen that numerous times where, like I said, you throw the word big into it. That's when you get Big Ben. And I'm glad to have been a part of it. And I, I judge all quarterbacks accordingly to what he did and what the expectations was walking into that stadium. There so, was nothing like it. So good. When we come back here on the Ramon Foster Show, Ramon's going to share with us uh, some inside the huddle stuff about his experiences with Ben Roethlisberger. 
This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's a special all Ben Roethlisberger edition. Uh, of course, number 73 here on the show with me. Spent a lot of time in that huddle uh, with number seven. And Ramon, you know, it was about a year ago that Ben had one of his 51 fourth quarter comebacks. 51. A lot. I didn't okay. realize that. It should have been 52 if, if Minneapolis had played yeah. out the way it should have. Not to mention the game against the Chargers. And Okay, enough, enough. All right. Yeah, we're, this, we're good. This we're season good. is what it is. And after one of these comebacks, uh, someone asked Mike Tomlin. It wasn't me. Someone asked Mike Tomlin, like, basically, you know, how good did you feel you know about mm-hmm. about your your ability to win that game in that situation, and his response was, "We had seven. <laughs> that was the end. And like he left the like the, the 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 there was no breath left in the room. Like it was just we're waiting for the rest of the answer, and that was it. That was it. DK, that's how it rolls." Like legitimate, like I know we've talked about this before, but I said like you get cocky the fact that you knew you had him. Flaws and all, you might want to say he's not like Brady in this aspect. Well, he's not like Mahomes in this aspect. Well, Eli did this and Peyton did this. They aren't it, like him in some aspects. They're not like him. Peyton couldn't do what 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 Ben did as far as the hits, as far as the extending plays. Uh, which is why I still go back to he gave himself up in Denver because Peyton doesn't take hits like that even though he's evolved, too. Never let that go. Never let that one go, Moan. I never will. <laughs> I won't. I won't. But um, being in that huddle when you needed to get a win on the road and 
he's willing and dealing, man. Like the the the, the talks that he gives to you. He comes to the hole and he'd be like, and he wouldn't look at you. It would be one of those, um, all right, guys, he'd be fixing his gloves or his elbow or something. He'd be, all right, guys, uh, we need this one, and I'm a little banged up. Um, if you give me a little time, I got us. And it would be like that. And that's all that need to be said. And the O-line would just pounce, dap me up. I dap Al up or Gil or Beecham, whoever's on the side of me. And you just – it brought everything together. Like he wouldn't say much and he just said, all right, guys, just give me a little time. I'm a little banged up right here, but we'll make it out of this. So it was something just like that. And it wasn't a lot. And you knew he was hurting. You knew that you needed this drive because we were always in a situation where we'd even say to ourselves, why do we got to live like rock stars? <laughs> we can't just go win it. <laughs> well, we, we got a lead singer who's killing the guitar. And killing the mic, and his name is Ben. Okay, we got to make sure that he finished the show, and everybody would step up a notch and keep going. And those were the things that that he brought to the table, as far as what I'm saying. Like most quarterbacks would buy out in those situations, or they would, you know, what I'm saying they would always prep the backup. The thing about Ben and and guys that play behind him at quarterback is seven ain't gonna really miss. I, I mean, let's go back to Landry Jones. I think that had his first start against the Browns. Landry steps on Gill's friggin' ankle and rolls his ankle. Oh, he also. did. He did. And ben comes in with the 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 most uh, passing yards for a backup quarterback in the game, and <laughs> she wasn't supposed to play. But then that's the other part of Ben, the competitive side, the where it was like, okay, well, I wasn't supposed to play the game, so let's go dice these guys apart. You know, like that was it. He he. If if I got his nose broken, okay. Haloti Nada, that play is out there in my young career. Nada just went through me and he hit Ben. He hit him and actually went underneath his helmet, too. But Haloti Nada me. went through everybody in that game. Yes, Let's he did. Let's be really clear about that. He was, he was a man eater. Yes, he was. It may have been their Super Bowl year, too, by the way. Yeah, but, was... um, but Ben never brought it up. I checked on him like, what can I do, man? I'm sorry. And it wasn't just me. If somebody got him hit, like, only time Ben really got ticked off about something is when the, the team was just bad. You know, individually, everybody's going to mess up. But, like, it wasn't a, 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 a strike them down and me me versus everybody else type of mentality with him. He took a lot, man, but he never said much about his pains, um, what he was going through. If he needed days, heck, everybody just kind of understood it, man. Ben need his time to get right. You know, it wasn't a, oh, he's having a vet day. I know that thing, that conversation always seems to come up the when Wednesdays. talking about Ben. Yeah. He needs to practice more. But when you see what he's gone through and the hits and what it takes to actually continue on and what's his value to having those off days, man, it was very much necessary, you know, and um, never complained about it. Let's Not go much to at all. Let's let's go back to Cincinnati because we we don't do that often enough. And and you know what's beautiful about that game, you don't even have to say which game yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. You know, no, no. Uh, Ben was actually hit by a beer can, mm -hmm. a bottle, I should say, uh, yeah. one of one of those uh, plastic bottles, whatever. Yeah. But they, I bet they don't feel all that great when they make it down from a significant yeah. elevation. Um, and that was as he was carded in the first half and the, the the rest of the game unfolds the way it does all that insanity and everything else and then the fumble mm -hmm. the cincinnati fumble happens mm -hmm. uh 
correct me if I'm wrong, forced by Ryan Shazier? Yeah, it was. He ripped it. No, okay. he hit him. Hit him, yeah. Dropped it. Hit him and he dropped it. He hit him hard. <laughs> yes. Now yes. I'm remembering it. Okay. He did, yeah. You remember now, yeah. And the offense takes the field. And I remember thinking, this is this almost felt anticlimactic. Yeah. There's no way you're losing this now. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, man, like the group that we had, especially, you know, let's was the 15, 16, 17, 14, 15, 16, 17, was just a young, talented, ambitious group led by a guy that had already been there. And that was, I think, the bonus for all of us is we had a guy, and I had played in it, didn't win it, but we had guys sprinkled in that had enough to where any situation was a good situation to get out of. And that Cincinnati situation right there, it was never over until the actual clocks hit zero. And that was the whole mind frame. And truth be told, that defense was just starting to climb, you know, when Shazer got hurt. Like, it was just starting. If we could have kept those two squads together as much as we could, you'd be on to something. And like I said, the guy leading that, was Ben, and, and I'll say this too. I, I know the other guys ended up getting more praise. AB, Le'Veon, um, let's even go Martavis in that group. Just a bunch of other stars emerged from that. But at the end of the day, everybody to a man really understood what seven is the one that kind of gets this thing going. Like, you can have your stars, but the quarterback, he was the one that kept it, kept it moving. Now, the other game that I wanted to bring up here, and if you could – take us into the huddle in this one as well. Um, it, it's a game that not nearly as many people talk about, in, in part because it ended up in a loss. That game in New Orleans. Yeah. Where Ben and A.B. and, of course, all of you on offense yeah. just destroyed that team yeah. and their defense. And their defense was hailed by everybody. And uh, unless you've been to the Superdome, you can't appreciate what a hostile atmosphere is and, and that place and its ridiculous volume. And it's not mm -hmm. a mix of Steelers fans party. and Saints fans. It is Saints. It is. No. It's all Saints in that place. Yes. And to watch, I just remember being so blown away by here's Ben going against another Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. In this environment. And I believe AB had like 150 catches that day. <laughs> something in that range. I think it's legitimately like 25, no, like 21 or something like that. It was crazy. The, the precision which with which Ben threw and the confidence, if you can, if is there anything that you can remember about that day, like what do you see in his eyes when he's like that? Because it felt like we saw some of that in the second <laughs> half in Minneapolis just a couple yeah. of weeks ago. You know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. That game right there, because of that defense, because of that defensive line was a battle, DK. Like it was watching, it was it was almost like you could hear heavyweight punt like boxers punch. You know, like the way he was throwing the ball, the way we were running the ball, the way we were protecting the heck, the way they were trying to get after seven. All of that was a part of that game, man. And just watching him just be on the same page with A B. And honestly, kind of force feeding them and finding them. We'd be in a third oh, and long yeah. situation, <laughs> and he find a way to get to them. And we are up front, man, just like, golly, let's get this ball out. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. the deficiency in which they were working, you couldn't complain about it. It was a a it, it legitimately was like a heavyweight fight in which both both boxers were just brawlers. 
And Ben was a guy, man, that kind of constructed that offense to where it worked better when we were going to the line of scrimmage. And he was telling us, hey, 52 protection, 76 protection, whatever he was giving us. And we would just go. And when he's rolling like that, I, I used to tell everybody, and I still say it now, even tweeted out on game days now, <laughs> uh, let Ben work. Because when he's on and he's doing he's, what he knows and he likes to do, you got the best version of him. That's not saying that he's not coachable, but it's when you get in those type of games, let him go. Because, again, playing big and the competitive spirit always finds his way out with him and watching him and Drew Brees go at it and oh. the way that game ended. I'll never forget it. The way I, it ended. Yeah, I, the way it ended. You know, and then I think they tried to do the review play after that with Joe and everything. You know, like that was a frigging game. The way it ended, the Joe Hayden pass interference. And yeah. honestly, yeah, it that's when it ended. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, right there. Exactly. When we come back, a slice of life with Ramon that's also going to focus on Ben and the friendship that they've formed. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Ramon, this is our Slice of Life segment, and we're sticking with the Ben theme today, obviously. And, you know, I've heard so much from you, not just today, but over the years, about the bond that gets formed. Yeah. And it's not universal. I think there's some people who think that all quarterbacks love all offensive linemen <laughs> and buy them all, you know, uh, when uh, it, ben got all his guys this week uh, gift certificates for uh, for suits, custom suits, yeah, custom suits and stuff like that. Okay, great. Um, but there's a there's a bond that gets formed that's, that's also real. Yeah. And just just tell me about the you know how you guys have have become uh, what you are, the friends that you are, the fact that it's you know it's two years out now, you know, since, yeah. since you were there. And you're still in touch. He doesn't need to be nice to you. <laughs> no, he doesn't, man. And and truth be told, it was one of those things where um, with the quarterback, when you plan with him for that long, too, to where you, you're a constant in his life. He's a constant in yours. And you've seen him train. You've seen him go to camp. You've seen him take up for you. And you've done the same thing. And I'll be honest, too, I'm, I'm a little slow to – react to this new O-line, too, because they they are a little bit out of touch with what Ben has done. They're seeing Ben now. You know what I'm saying? As far as what he's done in his career. They respect the man and the career, but to be in those battles where he marks you down or he goes to bat for you inside the building or you're going over to his house and your friends or you see him as a young guy, man, for me, honestly – I was that that middle that middle of the uh, the pack young guy that had some Willie. I had some Hartwig, you know, and then it was me and Marquise that became old guys, you know, seeing the young guys too. So um, I've seen his growth, man. Um, his wedding, kids come through. He's seen my kids, you know. He knew when I got married. He knew all of those things. So you become family, and you got something going on in your life. I never forget my mom passed. One of the most sincere conversations was from Ben. You know what I'm saying? Like that brings you closer to him too. It shows you their human side to where all of the, the, the BS that surrounds the game or surround him 
we I got to see the real person of him. You know what I'm saying? To where his faith grew even more. Um, the love for his wife and the love for his kids, how he treat his kids. Like um, it's a bond, it's a friendship, and to be around somebody eleven years. Heck, marriages don't even last that long, you know, DK, <laughs> for a lot of people. Um, heck, it's, it's so many moments that you 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 realize, like, the game, the sport really creates a family, creates a bond to where you don't ever let go of it. I, you know, I hate to keep referencing Cincinnati, but I'm also reminded of, you know, the time that Ben slid – and who was it from? Who was it from the Bengals? Is it Pac-Man? Has somebody came in? No, who was it? Was it? Uh, it wasn't Vontez. No, it wasn't Gilberry or somebody. Somebody that was off the beaten path. And then yeah. the next thing you see is sixty-six come flying Drake. down the field. Who? Drake Kirkpatrick. It was Drake Kirkpatrick. Drake Kirkpatrick. And you see sixty-six come <laughs> flying down the field and murder someone right there on the field and people ask like today like why you know why doesn't this this offensive line behave the same way they've had issues with not picking them up or whatever it is. you're right they should mm -hmm. you got to understand that when david DeCastro is taking that action or when you flipped out on a couple of people yeah. you, you had a couple of whoppers of your own along the way and when Marquise comes in and tries to, I don't even know what word you would use to describe what he was attempting to do to Miles Garrett, but that's a different yeah. story. Yeah. That was that was in, in Mason's defense. That was Mason's defense. But um, there's something there, there's more to it, and it doesn't happen overnight. And it no, is it, personal. It is personal. It is, and you know what? We we built a, a special bond with the five of us, whether it was Al or whether it was Gil or whether it was Beach you know, of the starters to where we became a family and seven was an extension of our family. He was in our family. It wasn't no extension. He was in our family. So we walked into games, the understanding of we protect him no matter what. He might get hit. We might give up a sack, but it ain't going to be nothing crazy or you're not going to do anything wild around him either. So having that understanding from, honestly, Willie and the, and the guys, Willie Cologne and the guys Willie beforehand, um, because – it was a thing. We we get fined for that type of stuff. Don't let seven take more of a beating than he should take one. Okay? That was the understanding. If you see somebody, go get somebody. Like, and there's been times where you'd be like, all right, Mom, we, we need to chill out. But it's, I don't want to be the guy giving up seven like he's a sacrificial lamb. You know what I'm saying? And those young guys, have they have to learn that with whoever's going to be their new quarterback. Because truth be told, we had to be taught that one or two times too, but it never happened again. This younger group is, they're just young, you know, and the season's been weird for them again. And especially offensively, they're trying to find what's working for them. And it's the, what, 16th game and still don't know. So it's a lot that's going on right now with those dudes. But the sacrifice that you made or, or the consequences that came as far as getting a fine after defending Ben, it was always worth it in the end. You just said you were referring to this offensive line, whoever their new quarterback is. There's no way you don't cringe as you even think about that. Like somebody nope. else taking the field, new quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> because even when Ben wasn't 
around. He was still the quarterback. He was always. Yeah, like in 2019, he was still the quarterback. He just happened to be hurt. You, you know what's wild about it, too, as we do All the of slice it. of life? Mm. Is I've been tell, talking to my wife and my brothers and, and, and my kids and just telling them, look, y'all, st- still a nation might have a rough couple of years until we figure out this quarterback situation. Like, that's the reality of it. Now, I'm not saying they're going to drop flat because they, we always find a way to win, no matter what, what stadium we walk into. Always find a way to win. But the reality is, fan base, you're cocky. DK, I'm cocky about it. Uh, every like you got a, a certain expectation of what's supposed to what's the, the the Steeler game is supposed to look like, and it's always looked the same for the most part. With seven being out there, here's a team right now that's freaking seven seven and one, and it's a disaster. Come on it's now, a catastrophe. It is it's it's end times. It's it's great. One of the great things on Twitter is whenever you see Steelers fans talking like this about seven yeah. seven and one, and still by still by the way in mathematical contention, yeah, is you'll hear from like someone who says, "Dude, I'm in New York. Have you ever considered <laughs> being a Jets fan?" And you're yeah. like, and you're like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah. yeah," or so, Bears or Jaguars or any of those teams, you know. Um, on my show here, we asked the question, what, what would you rather be, three hot years in the Super Bowl and then go into a football purgatory for 20 years, or would you have rather have 20 years of being in contention? And almost to a person, you said, man, give me 20 years of being in the hunt. And that's what Ben has done. And you strike on two of He struck on three of them. And what, five AFC championship games. I mean, there's so many guys that didn't get rings because of Jordan. But there's a lot of other guys that didn't get rings because of Brady, too. Like, let's be real behind it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, one of the things when people start comparing different eras, okay? I mean, the one thing you can't say is that in the, you know, this the Steelers of the 70s didn't have to deal with a Tom Brady. There were other great quarterbacks out there, Ken Stabler and the, so forth, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Roger Staubach. But the Steelers, those Steelers found a way to beat those guys. Brady has done something that no one has ever done in the history of team sports, let alone football. No. Um, so, um, Moan, just last thing for last thing for this week. The you know I, I'm sure you've had a chance to to be in touch, um, you know, with with your guys, with your offensive linemen, and everything. And, and what's what's their mindset going into this week? Um, I actually FaceTimed Al yesterday. Did you really? I, I did. We talked for a while. Al's man. not going to make it Monday. <laughs> He's not going to make it, man. But um, Al's got business. Al will see, Al'll see him the following week. <laughs> yeah, the following week. And um, the conversation he and I had, just one of the guys, okay, was, man, Mo, what we had in Pittsburgh was special. He was like, and, and, he, and he's speaking about everything it was as far as they knew walking into the stadium they had to deal with us as offensive line, but they also had to deal with seven too. And then all the many weapons that we had. And I'll just speak only offensive because this is Ben's week. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, but, but he was just saying, dude, from, from Calais to um, just all the guys that, that are on the Ravens team, Justin Houston to other players that he's ran across in the, the, in the off season, yeah. they have said, dude, I hated seeing y'all. And that's, that's all of us included and in, in, in what it was. And, I don't want to put a bow on this era, but DK, we, we pretty much are, you know what I'm saying? Because it's uh it's just a real moment. And I'm be honest, I'm privileged more than anything to be a part 
of this ride, whether we got a ring or not, because to spend 11 years as an undrafted player in one spot, I got buddies of mine that tell me time and time again, you don't know how lucky you are. And now we're looking at, and they say that for multiple reasons. They say you guys are always contenders. You guys have been back there, and you at least got an opportunity to play for Super Bowl. It was like, y'all got something that was special. Every game mattered. That's the, it did. One, the one thing about if I had to define your era more than anything else, like from a team perspective, every game mattered. It did. Even, even after the London fiasco, mm-hmm. you, you came back home 0-4, uh, you know, just lost to a winless team on yeah. the wrong side of the planet. And even the rest of that season, every single game mattered. I, I remember my rookie year. I think we were uh, last game of the season. We were teetering on trying to make in the playoffs. And um, I think we, we found out we weren't going to make the playoffs on the plane back to Pittsburgh. Cause I think somebody missed a field goal or something crazy like that. But you're right. From the day I walked in that door, after they won that Super Bowl, we didn't make it in 09. The next year, it mattered even more. You know what I'm saying? The the consequences of going 0-4 in London, oh, that was that was the kickstart of the new era of, of what, you know, with the Le'Veon and everybody yep. else, Le'Veon mm-hmm. and just everybody else. And that lesson from that game was we'll never start 0-4 again in the preseason. From here on out, every game means something. I don't care if it's a rep in camp. I don't care if it's preseason. Never go 0 and 4 because technically we went 0 and 8 because we didn't win any preseason games either. That God, year. I forgot about that. You know, we went what two months without winning a game, and that right there, spring that springboarded 2015. You know, like it was steps in that era that made, like you said, to your point, it made every game matter, and it, it was easier to buy into that again because we walked in with Ben. <laughs> I hate to keep saying that, but being that I know this is his last, that right there probably meant more than anything. It's like, yeah, we got y'all because we got seven. I can't think of a better way to end this particular episode. Moan, I wish you were coming up for all kinds of reasons. I also I also hope obviously that you you know you continue feeling better and everything else here. Yeah. And uh let's let's do this again next week when we talk about the big send-off that Ben has Monday night against the Browns. That would be one hell of a scene uh, in in this city. Stream it for me, DK. I will. (laughs) 